Welcome to CPAC Now, America Uncanceled. The absence of God is the heart of many of the country's problems we're facing right now. It's not a coincidence that so much is wrong right now in America while church membership has fallen below 50%. How do we center God back in our public life? And what role will people of faith play in this year's midterms? We have a special guest today to talk about these and many other topics. Elaine Beck has thought a lot about not only this topic, but so many of the problems facing this country. She's the owner of Proverbs Media Group, a proud sponsor of CPAC, and also the host of It's Not About Us, which will be appearing on CPAC Now, really proud to say. Uh, Elaine, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm always excited to see these two people. They, they really have touched my heart ever since I first met them, and I love what they're doing, what they stand for. And one of the greatest parts of us knowing each other was me becoming part of CPAC because CPAC is where 10,000 people get together a couple times a year, and now even in other countries we're, we're traveling to, which is very exciting, um, and they're like-minded. I mean, you can wear your your uh, MAGA hat, <laughs> you, can, you can wear your, your crosses and, and your beliefs uh, out in front of everybody, you speak it, you love it, you live it, and everybody's on the same page. What a great thing. It's not just the MAGA hat, it's the ultra MAGA hat. Oh yeah, now don't forget the ultra. But let me ask you, because yeah. we saw Joe Biden a couple weeks ago uh, give this speech behind the demonic red lights, or in front of the demonic red lights, and calling these same MAGA people, and I would say people, of, including people of faith, many of these MAGA people are people of faith, extremist. I mean, also then referring to many of these MAGA people as semi-fascist. It's such a dangerous rhetoric. When you heard the speech, what was your initial reaction? It was the usual reaction that I have with his stuff. Uh, number one, it's all a lie, but you know, uh, the devil is the great deceiver, and we all know that. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to perpetuate and start new lies, new rumors, new thoughts that try to make us fear them. And that's never gonna happen. Right. We have Jesus. Uh, they're trying to make us feel like as if uh, some of the more innocent ones that I've always said, there's so many people out there that they, they watch the local news. That's all they watch. So they hear the lies. And, and you know, if you repeat something enough times, people believe it. And so to me, it was nothing more than starting a new line of lies, hoping that people would turn away from their belief or turn away from their love of this country and start trusting them thinking, well, I don't wanna be under that title. I wanna be considered like that. So they're trying to get people to shut up yeah. and scare the heck out of them. Yeah. And, and, and that's all it is. And so to me, it's just, you know, another huge reason that we do these kind of shows and that we've got to get the truth out that, you know, we love everyone. You know, we, we don't agree with them as Christians. So one of the things I try and tell people is, I don't agree with so much of what they're spreading right now, but that doesn't mean that I hate them. Mm -hmm. You know, I pray for them. We're told, pray for your enemies. 
And, and that's what we have to do. We have to show them that, you know, they, can, they may be able to uh, throw these words around, you know, but that doesn't make us any less of a good person. You know, when people say we have uh, at our hard woke neighborhood, which is a stone's throw from here. Right. Uh, I don't know why we they they that. put these signs up. Maybe you should that, move over to Arizona. I do too. <laughs> She's, let me tell you, you got to check out where she lives. It's beautiful. The, uh, but they put up these yard signs that say prayers aren't enough. I think when we say we're going to pray. Excuse me? No, they do. It, that's is a big thing. Like after a shooting, therefore gun control. And they're like, it's not about the prayers. It's about past gun control legislation. And I, I wish that, I don't know if anyone liberal or unchurched or whatever watches the show, but I wish they'd understand that when we say we want to pray for you, it's not like a disdainful thing looking down on them. Oh, we'll pray for you. It's the most special thing one human being can do for another. It's like putting them in the center and asking God, do everything you can to help this person. It's such a meaningful thing. I don't think if you're a person of faith, you kind of get that. But here's the thing. You have to remember, a prayer is not words. Mm -hmm. A prayer is power. That's what the Bible tells us, that there is power in the name of Jesus alone, just in his name. I mean, how many people do you think that they're saying would even atheists and agnostics, when they get sick, do they not say, God help me? Mm -hmm. Do they not pray? Mm -hmm. Of course they do. They just are in denial because it's easier to live in the world and do all of the thoughtless things and be selfish and have everything they want or they think that they want and do all the evil things that they think feels good, that momentary stuff that the next day you feel lousy over, they think that's okay. We know better. Mm -hmm. We know that there's such joy. And when somebody says they're going to pray for me, I am humbled. I mean, whatever it's about, whether it was health problems or for my children or for anything. And we don't say that lightly. You just don't go up to somebody and say, can I pray for you? And think that it's a joke or it's meaningless. When you say that about anybody, that you're praying for them, it comes from your heart. Yeah. And we know God hears it. We know he does. He has told us and shared that with us throughout the Bible. It says it over and over again. As we're getting towards the midterm elections, Matt talks about, we talk, have this conversation about, you know, the economy, inflation, all these really critical issues that are impacting families across the country. But one right. of the things Matt talks about too is the culture issues, these culture war issues in our society. You're talking about, um, you know, child mutilation and basically these uh, hospitals supporting these medical procedures to these children that are nine or 10 years old. And you have to ask yourselves, like, what are the parents thinking as they're basically saying, no, no, my child said that the, my child is a girl, so we gotta, you know, do these puberty blockers, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got that situation in addition to the fact of really keeping God out of our schools, out of any conversation or, or of God in any of the, in, in the schools. Where are we as a society? As you know, Matt, I think in your monologue said, you know, how do we bring God, God and put him in the center? Well, I think that 
you know, on all of those subjects, the first thing I had to do was take a deep breath when you even say it, because it really does, it takes, it takes your breath away. Mm -hmm. If you are a God-fearing person at all in any way, shape, or form, that is almost more than you can endure. I will tell you what I said in a recent event that I was at two days ago when this subject came up. I said, number one, this is all starting in schools and they're actually taking people and telling them without telling the parents, telling these young people that they need to go through this process and trying to tell them. I know personally of a young lady who they tried to tell her that she was a boy. We moved her out of the state of California to Arizona wow. because of it, okay? So when you know that personally and it touches your life, you realize that they're trying to take away your rights as parents bigger than ever before. And we were, I mean, COVID saved our lives to a degree that we learned what they're teaching them, but what, the, what they're doing to them behind the parents' back is something else. Yeah. And my opinion to everybody the other day was, shut the schools down, shut them down. If you know of a school, yeah. any school, and they've done that to one child. They'll do it to others. Shut the schools down. Yeah. Get your kids out of public schools. Teach them at home. They'd be better off not learning anything for a year while we shut all the schools down and started over and got rid of the educational department in, in Congress or, or in the uh, government yeah. that is running all of this I mean, we, we managed, they managed to be out of school, some of them, for a year and a half over COVID. Well, look how many kids didn't get mistreated or, or, yeah. or uh, indoctrinated for 18 months. I think that's a good thing, okay? Yeah. So to me, it's like we have got to take more drastic steps. As Christians, it is time to stand and shout. We don't need to point guns. We don't need to go out and, and, and run the streets like, like other people have done. We need to stand together and say, no more. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not sending my kids to school. No, you're not going to punish me for it. And, and do it in mass. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the in mass thing. That's what the Democrats do so well. It, it's, we talked about this before, about how they even have a something that they'll start talking about in, in the morning and every station every person that's lined on up. lined up yeah. same words same uh, same yeah. message all day long yeah they're very effective at they're doing very that. effective at that right they're doing the same thing with everything they're doing it in our schools with our babies there are babies you know until until a child is you know at least eight years old they're still a baby think about it they barely walk this earth in their own homes and in their own neighborhoods. They're babies. They still have, and, and we're, they're attacking them on the internet, on, on phones, uh, everywhere. But the worst place is in school where we've told them, now you listen to your teacher, That's right. now you behave yeah. and you respect your adults and you listen to everything they say and if they say, line up to go here or there, you do it. If you don't, I'll punish you. Yeah, that's right. 
because that's what we were told, right? Okay, but we didn't have to be afraid. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's really shifted. You know, one of the lies. There's so many. I think that's the word that's operational in everything in our society today. Lies. Yes. Deceptions. You oh. know, uh, just it's constant, and it's so much. There's a fog to trying to figure out. Okay, is that what? What are they trying to do here? Right. Well, what happened in America, in my opinion, is that the Supreme Court pulled out the Bible, pulled out mm -hmm. religion, mm -hmm. um, pulled out references to God. Right. And I think a lot of fair-minded Christians said, okay, within our civic construct, that's the way we set up our laws, but that's okay, they'll just learn math and history. But when God was pulled out, it left this vacuum and they filled it. And oh, they, they filled did. it with rot. And I think it's just people, it took decades for them to understand what they filled it with. And that's right. this idea that climate change is a religion and, um, you know, uh, and, and gender is a choice and parents are fascists. And like, it's amazing to think they're not better <laughs> at math or English or history or any of these no. things. And some of they're these, worse. some of these uh, departments like history, they've actually, they're destroying it so that what they Absolutely. get taught is nothing but political pablum. Mm -hmm. um, can we ever reverse that? Absolutely. By the way, it's the private schools too. But I will tell you, my opinion is that we have to shut them down. I, I'm, I'm literally saying this. We have to shut down the government control, number one, because as long as they're in control, they will be feeding them all the ugly stuff. They'll never that stop. They, they'll never yeah. stop. Mm -hmm. and, and then we have to shut these schools down and start over. This whole thing about, I mean, I've never understood this for years and years. How is it that if you are a professor for so many years, now you can never be fired? If you're a teacher now, it's the same way. You're a teacher so in school, to, yeah. you can't get rid of them. Right. The, you know, my generation was, you earn that position and you do it well or you're out of here, baby. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There, there is no in between. You earn respect. You know, Matt, for instance, you are a man that I respect. And the reason I respect you is because you don't stoop to the level of other men. You don't try and act like Mr. Macho, which is what they're trying to do now. You're not Mr. You know, tough guy. You know, you're a man who condones yourself, whether it's with your family, with your friends, uh, with your audience, with anybody. You condone yourself in the way a man should. You stand up for what you believe in. You bring up a great point because they really, the culture I think of the left is to destroy masculinity and destroy, destroy the beauty of even femi being feminine. Oh, absolutely. And trying to just take out gender completely in the, in the conversations. So I really actually think they talk, talk about toxic masculinity. And it's like, no, it's the beauty of how God created us, right? And right. how we complement each other and how we bring strengths together so we can so do the, good. The attack on masculinity, which started, I remember as a kid, it started in all of our media, um, you know, ridiculing the father, ridiculing the grandfather, uh, you know, taking the worst of macho, a, a term um, that you used, Elaine. And, uh, and who would have thought? I thought it was kind of against sexist behavior right. really wasn't no it was about ripping the whole concept of masculinity malehood it's ripping it down it's almost like removing and fatherhood. it I mean, if removing you think about it. it and motherhood i mean it all it's all they're the officially oh i can share getting rid of mother's day 
I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, it really is a destroy womanhood, destroy manhood, destroy mothers, it fathers. They, it's it's. You, you know what's funny is I can take you clear back to right after I graduated from high school and I had younger sisters that were still in school. And all of a sudden we went from, women always wore dresses or skirts. You could not go to school in a pair of pants, any kind of pair of pants, okay? So all of a sudden that changed. And the next thing you know, it wasn't just dress school pants, it was jeans. And the next thing you know, it wasn't just jeans, it was shorts. Mm -hmm. So that's bad enough. Now, I, I, when I got my hair done last week, this young lady's doing my hair. And I told her that I had just gone and bought five gowns mm -hmm. because I'm going to all these galas and beautiful affairs on my trips and that. And she goes, oh, that sounds so exciting. She said, the only gowns I ever wore was for homecoming and for prom. And she said, and it made me feel like a princess. I just felt so good. I said, think about what you just said. I said, all the young ladies nowadays run around in t-shirts with logos and jeans or shorts that don't fit and things inappropriate. And I said, half of them don't do their hair. A lot of them don't wear makeup at all anymore. And I said, do you know what they're missing? They're missing being a princess yeah. every day in their heart. And if you're a princess every day in your heart and you know that you are exuding your femininity, you feel wonderful. You feel empowered. You can climb the mountains. You can do anything. But the minute you are degraded, and they're doing this to men and women alike, like she said, the women you are the minute you are degraded and you're just another human walking around being programmed by people who are trying to tell you falsehoods over and over right. again, what do you have to feel good inside about? Yeah. Well, my favorite t-shirt is the Fire Pelosi Save America t-shirt. That's definitely right. <laughs> I like it. I like you can it. get it on our, you know, at cpac.org. We have a, a great selection of t-shirts. But <laughs> let me ask you this, because this was an, an article that came out on USA Today, basically saying Christianity projected to lose majority status among Americans by 2070. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be around. Yeah, really. Pew model, this is a Pew model predicts basically that it shows that out of these different scenarios, three show Christians dropping below 50% of the U.S. population, uh, lose basically us losing the majority status. I thought that was, you know, again, it's 2070. A lot of things can happen. But the mere fact you're seeing Americans not identifying with their faith, basically, what do you think is, could be causing this? I think it's all the lies. I think it's all of the pressure that's being put on people. I think the pressure of now with uh, Biden, there's, you know, the economy's so bad, people are, more people are um, putting up with, you know, not enough money to get gas to even get to work, yeah. let alone make any money, and then feed their families or go to the grocery store. I mean, when you see on TV today, on Fox News, a couple debating over what foods they need to give up yeah. because they're arguing over it in their family. I mean, that's pretty sad, okay? Mm -hmm. It was done in a cute way, I'll, I'll grant you that. Mm -hmm. But it is a reality for so many of the people in this country. And I've got bad news for these people, okay? God is calling out 
a huge amount of Christians like the three of us who love him and look to him and wouldn't make any decision without him. To spread this word all over this country, there, when we went to CPAC, I thought you summed it up very well when you said it was like a revival because like a God revival. was present. Mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. was present. I don't care who was speaking. I don't care where you were. He was in the building and he's always in the building when you're around people that want to do what's right. And I believe that God is calling out an army right now. And I see things turning the opposite direction of what they're saying. And I think the left has talked about lies, but they've spent so much time trying to make us either any conservative be far right, or now they do the Christian nationalists. That's their new That's terminology their now. And it's like, yeah. no, we just love God. And we just want to pray with our family and our friends. And we're praying for you. They take advantage and then really try to demonize us for our faith, which I think is just so tragic. I said on Twitter today, Elaine, I was like, this. Uh, my, one of my local papers, the Kansas City Star, wrote that it's all about Christian nationalism, <laughs> basically fascism. I was like, it's so cool, and it's being led by Dr. Ben Carson and Ivanka <laughs> Trump. It's like they don't make any sense. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, my, my answer to them is, thank you. I yeah. love the compliment. Yeah. Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, you can say, you can call me any name you want, but I know that I know the end of the story and I know I'm gonna be in heaven someday. So call me whatever you mm -hmm. want, but I'm a happy person. I am loved by God. I am blessed by God. And I'm gonna hand that over to anybody that'll take it. I'm here to answer your questions. Uh, just the last question before we uh, finish our show. You get the last question? I do, because I, I really wanna <laughs> talk about shot. her new show. <laughs> it's not about us. Um, why, is, why have you decided, okay, it's my time, I wanna do this show? Oh my goodness. Well, it started, you know, with, with God giving me a vision, but mainly the show is, I finally had to admit that all these young people were right, that you have to get in front of everything. You have to put your name out there. I didn't want to, I fought it for three years, but I finally said, you know, like I said a minute ago, I am so proud to be a child of God. I am so grateful that I lived in a generation that knew what it was like to live in a free country and never shut your doors and lock them. You never heard about somebody being killed in your town, let alone burning down buildings and multiple people. We loved and respected the police like it was supposed to be. They were our protectors. We appreciated it. I am so blessed for that and I just feel like it's my time. I may be up in years, but God's not done with me. You know, I, I joke with everybody and say, nowhere in the Bible does it say that you retire. Mm -mm. It does say, however, that you are to serve the Lord all the days of your life. So as long as I've got a day left in me, I will be serving him. And right now that means talking to the people, standing up for him. And any way that I can. Wow, well that's a great message and we thank you Elaine Beck for joining us. We're obviously very humbled by everything, all your support and love and all your wisdom that you give to us on a daily basis. <laughs> and remember, we We're have- gonna do more wisdom in just a yes, little bit after this. Yeah. Um, and remember, we have expanded to the podcast world and you can listen to America Uncanceled with Matt and Mercedes Schlapp wherever you get your podcast. I'm not sure if Matt knows where to get his podcast, but we'll help him. <laughs> we will help him. My daughters will help him. We will see you next time. God bless. God bless.